Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Insider Dave Spadaro with you as we kind of look toward July and think about this 2020 football season in whatever shape, fashion, form it appears. All keeping our fingers crossed, hopeful for the very best. Now, the Eagles have rebuilt their defensive secondary with the addition of Darius Slay, with the addition of Nickel Roby Coleman, Will Parks coming in as a hybrid safety, retaining a couple of very key players, Jalen Mills, as well as Rodney McLeodon. The Eagles also keeping Cravon LeBlanc. And in just a moment, we're going to visit with LeBlanc, who had such a star-crossed 2019 season. Hurt in training camp day one. He wasn't activated until late in the season. Played very little, 84 snaps, until the playoff game against Seattle. Did a nice job there. And then all of a sudden, he looks up, and he's got competition for this year in the form of Roby Coleman. He'll talk about the new look secondary in just a moment. Later in the show, we're going to talk to Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com. The Cincinnati Bengals and number one overall pick Joe Burrow are the Eagles opponents in week three at Lincoln Financial Field. A 2-14 and 14 team one season ago. Don't overlook the Bengals. Not with A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, and a quarterback that many believe will be the next superstar in the National Football League. Let's go to the Eagles secondary to begin this podcast one-on-one with Cravon LeBlanc. How have you been in this crazy offseason? Oh, man, uh, what a start. Um, <laughs> I've been in uh, West Palm Beach, you know, downtown in Florida. Um, just me and my mom, and we just been trying to stay virus free, you know, COVID nineteen free out the way. I've been um grinding, you know, working out, using, utilizing what I can when like all the gyms and parks was down. Now that everything is getting a little more lenient and open now t- with curfew, you know, we we able to do a lot more. And you know, we just been on virtual, you know, getting it in with the guys with the team, you know, special teams meeting, team meeting, and our position meetings. Um, we do our lift on there with Josh, and um, everything's been flowing smooth, man. How how much do you miss being at Novacare and just being around the guys? I mean, it's isn't it? It just that's what you miss most of all, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, when you in the in the locker room with the guys, you have the jokes, you have the chemistry, you know, you have the early morning, late nights, you have the practices, the hard practices, and just the certain type of tools that go into different type of schemes that we have to play on the field and just learning that together just create this certain type of bond with each other and um that's probably what I miss the most just with the guys in the locker room um and uh yeah I would say that's 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 pretty much it do you miss Craven do you miss being on the field and I know it's there's no tackling and none of that but I mean like it still is football do you miss doing going through all that routine as well Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, I love football, so anytime it's 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 about ball, like you know, it have no limits on it. Sky's the limit for me. So, with that being said, like just being on the field with the guys in the team, I definitely miss that the most. You know, being at Novacare, it's so 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 many resources that you can use with the ice tub, hot tub, steam room, sauna. You know, everything's right there. You get your shakes and everything you need, and even the food prep. So it's like 
you know, it's it's sad and it sucks that we we can't be in the building right now. But um, we we we've been growing every day on virtual and connecting through that way. So, I mean, that'll work for now. What kind of stuff? Like, I know that uh, the work, like, what for fans? Cause I don't think fans really know Craven. Like, what what kind of workouts do you do? Like, how close are you able to mimic what you did at Novacare? And do you feel that you're getting into the kind of shape that you would normally be in in the middle of June? Well, you know, I always it just feels like we hit off season um training earlier this year and and it's lasting a little longer, you know, right before you have to head into camp. So, I mean, without without us having OTAs or doing anything like that. And then evidently, you know, when we have OTAs and it's at the facility at Novacare, it's it's more organized and structured structured well and you know we didn't have that so i can only only thing that i can do is just mimic you know similar things that we do at novacare to that i know works for me whether it's backpedaling or going over the plays or you know meeting up with uh coach m and dino to just talk football or calling up one of the guys rod jay mill or slay Vontae, and just talk football or how he see this and that, you know what I'm saying? Just certain certain ways like that is how I've been getting better mentally. And then it just as far as like things on the field, you know, conditioning wise, they uh Josh sent sent us a certain amount of yardage that we have to hit every week. And it's it's broken down each day on whether it can be three thousand yards, thirty five uh thirty five hundred yards. And we accomplish that throughout the week, so he makes sure that we get in the proper the uh the proper type of distance and training that we need. You know, Craven, your 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 2019 season was it was so up and down. You battled back, coming back from the injury. You come back, you play, then you don't play, then you play a lot against the Giants and the Seahawks, and you play really well. How did you kind of like? Did you sit around and go and think about what you learned about yourself during that very tough year? Absolutely, man. It just taught me a lot of patience just to slow a lot of things down. Um, I mean, obviously, when you hurt and you're looking from the outside in, the only thing you can be is a, a support system for, you know, the guys who are playing or things that you see that the, some of the guys might not see that you can throw a little nugget here and there in the DB room, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I saw this today or when they get in the two-by-two two set, no matter, you know, what the case may be, they do this route, you know, things like that. So um, I learned that about myself. Um, and every day I just – I was just itching to get out there with the guys. Like, you – it's like you want to you, you wanna be a part of what's going on, and you, you really can't because due to lack of physicality, you know, and just being on the field. And once you get back, now you have to focus on, well, I'm back, but I can't go full speed 100 like you know what i'm saying and and you don't want to regress and and backtrack you want to always keep taking that step forward with the proper uh re, uh rehab process and once you keep uh improving 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 you just stack them days stack them bricks man and once you stack once you keep stacking them and stacking them and stacking them uh it's going to come together real nice and like you seen towards them the Giants game, just being out there and letting it flow, not thinking about my injury and just going out there and playing the game. I got to say, you sound really upbeat and happy. 
all things considered, you know, you get to spend more time with your mom. I hear the dog in the background. It's, it's, yeah. It's okay. We, all, we, we count our blessings this, at, at, this, at this point, I guess. Yeah, man. I, I, I kind of take it as, you know, with the whole social media thing and how big and fast that's growing and everybody on the iPhones and phones, we, we, we kind of, you know, lost our morals as far as just hanging out with the family or, you know what I'm saying, being too busy to have a, you know what I'm saying, a family dinner or go to the movie and just have that quality time. And, you know, sometimes we all, we all, you know, not fortunate enough to have that due to our jobs when, you know, when it's time to work because, you know, we are, everybody's coming from L.A., Florida, different type of places all over to come back to Philly and work and you be here for four to five, six months, however long. And, you know, so now it's like you finally get that time with your family. You just cherish it and, you know, continue to, to build and grow. Craven, what's what has it been like trying to build chemistry in a virtual world? Like you're only 25 years old. So for you, it's probably not that weird. Has Doug and the coaching staff been able to keep that bond going, even though you guys are all separated? I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, you already know um, just our team uh, team chemistry alone, we are already close-knit as it is just being a part of the Philadelphia Eagles organization. And um, being that we had to do it this year virtually, um, just seeing at first it was kind of like, uh, we want to see how it's going to work. And now that, you know, we done put a couple weeks in and a couple months in on the virtual thing, now it's like, okay, well, it's certain things that we can cover on virtual and do on virtual is just it's just phenomenal like like our numbers drop and buzz drops as a defender you know what i'm saying in our in our coverages and certain coverages that we have like we are recorded when we are conditioning on the field or whatever and send it in to coach m and dino and coach tim and have them guys look over it and then once we send it to their phone uh coach m and we'll have uh pat put it in a drop box and like, we can kind of like watch each other and, you know what I'm saying? Teach each other, you know? So I feel like that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and for the most part, I, I just feel like it's a whole bunch of, it's a whole bunch of different personalities in our room, uh, in the, in the DB room. It's, it's funny. We, we, we have a good time and when it's time to work, we work. So let's talk about that. First coach M is Marquez Manuel, the new yep. defensive backs coach. What is his style like? Um, well, you know, Coach M, he uh he was a player, you know, played for I think what, nine years, nine nine or very very good player. Yeah. Very very good player. Um, you know, uh I I know that he he used to coach for the um Atlanta Falcons, um, back when uh I think they had went uh played New England in the Super Bowl and then um he didn't coach last year now that he's here and just coach M um he, he understands the players. You know, he understands what's going on. He teaches us. Um, he can talk from our point of view as well as far as just being on the field. And he can just simplify different terminologies and things and different type of plays that we go have to learn. So with that being said, like his his coaching style is kind of like Coach Doug's uh, coaching style. Like, you know, Coach Doug played in the league. Like, he's 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 coachable. He's, he's friendly, like, with the players. And, like, you know, he's – he never folds up under pressure. I got. I, I have a feeling that Coach M's going to be pretty intense when you get on the field. 
he seems like that kind of person. He seems like somebody who really gets into it, man. Like he really almost like stout in a way, very oh. emotional into it. Oh, like yeah, that. we got a, we already got a couple bets going, man. Like he already talking about he 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 can still dunk and he already you know saying like he do his normal um videos and workouts to where like he, he can he can probably do one of the exercises that I was just telling you about. We sent to him. He thinks he can still play. <laughs> you know, you know, basically, <laughs> he's still playing. Like, he's like one of the guys. So <laughs> That's good. So, and hey, what, and, and go I can super competitive being that, like, you know, he's from Miami, so he's a Florida cat, and, like, he's just going to be all fun. Yeah. Hey, what's, what's, what, are, what are the new guys like? What is, what is uh, Darius like, and what is Nikhil like, and, and how about the, the young guy, Kayvon? What, what do you think of all these? And, and um, you know, with, with Will coming, what do you think of all these new players coming to the secondary? Man, um, I, I can tell you one thing that they all have in common, man. All of them can ball. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, if you if you just simple X's and O's, if you draw that up and you put those guys on the field, um, all those guys can make plays. And and you know it's no the de- de- denying that. And just being in the room, um, in the meeting with the guys virtually, it's 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 crazy just to see like different personalities in the room, like you know. Like Robe, like he he a he a laid back, cool, funny guy, and and Will, like he more uppity and like in tune, like and just like yo, like I'm here, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. And I went, uh, I was in Detroit with uh Slay, you know, so me and Slay already have chemistry, and Slay the same way, like gamer, obviously, um, uh you know, play video games, he crack jokes here and there, you know what I'm saying? He all around cool cat, uh, and super competitive. So that'd be uh real fun to have in the room too as well. You know what I'm saying? Just some more competitive competitive guys who are gonna lay it all on the line. What's what's it, what's gonna be different about everybody's talking about positionless players. I mean they are they planning to play five and I don't know, six defensive backs on the field at one time. Like you anticipate a lot of players coming in and out and different looks and different personnel groupings? Um, I mean, uh, it's only one way to find out, man, and we're a month away from it. Uh, and only thing I can say is uh, we do have, you know, a good amount of guys who play various positions and are um, key assets to the team, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, like I, I played corner and nickel. Jay Mills played corner nickel. And now he's, you know, can convert into safety. He played safety in college. Vontae, he played corner nickel and safety for the Eagles. Slay, he can play inside and outside. Um, you have Kayvon, who can play safety, nickel, quarter roll, and maybe even some dime. And then you got Will, who, you know, can do the same thing, who can play safety, nickel, corner. Like, everybody's. Everybody is uh, interchangeable, and you know, like uh, Coach M say, like they look at up, look at us all as X's, you know, because no matter if he put Avante at corner, me at nickel, and Jay at safety, or me at corner and Nikhil Roby at nickel, and Kayvon at safety, or Will at nickel, you know, what I'm saying it's very interchangeable in different ways and looks that we can, you know, mix it up. So. Um, I think that's gonna help us out too. I love that. I love, can't wait. I, I mean, gosh, can't wait till football starts. Hey, the final thing here, Craven, the, the George Floyd incident and everything that's happened, and your feelings on how 
the Eagles have handled that, how Doug, I know Jeffrey jumped on a, a team meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's been a good understanding of that from the coaching staff and from the ownership and how they've talked about that with the players? Man, I love it, man. Uh, they, they've they been really involved with the whole George Floyd situation. And I think um, um, Zach and uh, Wentz actually uh, said some words and comments about what was going on in the world and how severe, you know, things were playing out. And they said that, you know, they're willing to do whatever and link up and togetherness is everything. And I, you know, uh, amend those guys for that. I, I, you know what I'm saying, uh, truly amend Mr. Lurie for the, the comment and statement that he put out. And it just shows a lot about, you know, our team you know what I'm saying, character and the guys that we have in the building and and that everything, you know, means just as much no matter the color, like, you know what I'm saying? So, um with that whole situation it was just it was just great to just see that they was uh you know, willing to rock with us, um behind us a hundred percent and just really felt what we felt. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, wrong is wrong and right is right. Right on. And, I got you on that. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, just uh, and actually, I came up here uh, the past four days. Like four days ago, I got here Friday. I got here what? Friday. Been here. Oh, you're back in Philly? Yeah, I've been I've been here in Philly uh, since Friday, uh, working out with Rod and um, Will. So um, okay. we we was able to uh, come together and catch the like the back end of you know a protest a couple of days ago. Me, Will, Rod, Avante, and uh, Dallas. You know, but um. Oh, so you actually went out to the protests? Yeah, we yeah we actually did. We, we went out. Nice. What did you think? What did you think of it? Impressive, right? How many people were out there, and everybody yeah, out there for one people, cause. A lot of people, a lot of people, man, a lot of people involved, and uh, all you can just once you see it, whether if you're in person or watching it from your television, is just one word come to mind is uh, unity, and 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 you see that and. And you appraise that, like, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, me and Rod and uh, Dallas and Avante, we went out yesterday trying to uh, go to uh, uh, catch another protest. But I think um, they was all done at the end of it. So I think we had just missed it. But, um, yeah, man, anything counts, anything, a step forward to the cause and just to bring some awareness to the situation and what's going on is uh, very important and um any way, size, shape, or form that I can help towards that is indeed. indeed. Hey, last one for you. What did you learn about yourself, Craven? Uh, did you become, like, for example, a good cook, or did you like learn to make your bed better, or become a reader? Like, what did you do during the during the the height of being shut down, locked down, quarantined? What what skill that you maybe didn't know you had <laughs> came to the forefront? I would definitely say, man, I I I I really found out about myself that I got some good dance moves. Like I can really like, you know what I'm saying? Without <laughs> coming up like the mob or what. I actually put a TikTok on my Instagram too, uh, with this one dance. It was pretty cool. Like it it went viral. Like it had like fifty million, uh, uh fifty thousand views. Okay. Uh, what where <laughs> Eagles fans find you on on TikTok and Instagram and and anywhere on social media? Yep, yep, yep. I I, I follow the Eagles on TikTok. Okay, okay. I want yeah. the fans to follow you. I want to see. I want to see these dances after you 
have interceptions and running back for touchdowns oh, next year. Oh, yeah, I've definitely been thinking a lot about that. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot cooking up for the fans, you know. I got to bring that energy, you know, that spark that we need. So I'm down for it, and I just can't wait. We're a month away. I can't wait. Hey, Cravon, thank you so much, man. Stay safe, and uh, we'll see you back at Novacare soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Yep. It is time for our first look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Glad to have with us from Bengals.com senior writer Jeff Hobson. And, Jeff, I guess the, the, you know, the reward after a very, very difficult 2019 season is the first round, the first pick in the overall draft. I mean, it starts a new era. It's Joe Burrow's time in Cincinnati. Uh, how, what is the feeling among the people who have seen him in college about what this young fella can do in 2020? Dave, thanks for having me on. Uh, they feel like uh, they got the best a guy who had maybe the greatest season ever in college football. Still, still a rookie, but they really feel like they got the next big thing because you know he's. Uh, you go right down. He checks all the boxes, starting with the work ethic and the brains. He can move around, uh, you know, and he can. Uh, and he's a high percentage passer who can make all the throws. So, you know. Uh, they think that he translates very, you know, they think he translates very well. They've had him, in, you know, they've only had him in Zoom. They've never had him under center. But uh, they feel like uh, he's got the leadership qualities and the, uh, and the, uh, and the, the, the stuff in the pocket, the right stuff in the pocket. They feel like this guy can uh, put him into the next era. You know, it's interesting when you go from one quarterback to another. You know, everything changes. The dynamic of the building changes, and you haven't experienced that yet. Um, how will how will Zach Taylor bring him along? Is it is it a crash course, Jeff? I mean, you've been there a long time. Uh, how do you how do you get Joe ready for September? I think that's a real great observation, uh, Dave. Uh, I think you got to let Joe be Joe. You know, and uh, Joe is an alpha male. Uh, he's a guy that uh, won't back down from anything. We've already seen that in a couple of public comments on, on a couple of different issues. Hasn't been afraid to back down, so I, you let him take the building. And uh, I think what's interesting is that, um, that they've, uh, they've, they've, they have a penchant for being able you know, to pick quarterbacks that can play right away. I mean, we're in the middle of a ridiculous time here, this pandemic. We've never had it before. Yet Andy Dalton, when Andy Dalton was drafted in the second round in 2011, that was the lockout. He never, he didn't get a chance to look at the playbook with A.J. Green and offensive coordinator Jay Gruden until the first day of training camp. And mm-hmm. Dalton became the first quarterback in history, to, the first rookie quarterback in history to throw 20 touchdown passes and win nine games and take his team to a playoff. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be able to do but but it has been done. And I think with Burrow, they feel like they've got a guy who is already an alpha male, knows how to, you know, has gone through the gamut. He's, he's uh, won the Heisman, won the national championship. Uh, <clears throat> the guy's got pelts on the wall. And like you said, whenever the quarterback leaves, there's a, uh, there's a vacuum in the building. And he can, uh, he, can, he can fill it because he already has. It may have been on the collegiate level, but it was on the highest level that there is. And it's interesting, I, I, when Carson Wentz came into Philadelphia, I mean, it really it changed everything. And just, he, he led by example, and he worked so hard. He was the first one in, last one to leave. Everybody, I felt, in the organization 
picked up it, you know, their game to, to, to stay pace with Carson. And it sounds like Joe Burrow's got just that innate ability from a leadership standpoint, from a winning tradition. And he's got some pieces, Jeff, around him that, are, that I think people forget about the Bengals. Two and 14 season last year. But when you've got you know, A.J. Green coming back after missing last year and Boyd and John Ross and you've got weapons there, do you anticipate this offense to lead the way for Cincinnati in 2020? Oh, uh, no question. It's better than people think. I mean, uh, uh, never has a top-five quarterback since they've been doing the common draft since 1967, even before we started covering the, covering football, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Even in 1960, since 1967, no top five quarterback has what Joe Burrow has at his disposal, which is two multiple 1,000-yard receivers in A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd and a two-time 1,000-yard rusher in Joe Mixon. Great place for a rookie to start. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, very clearly, um, if A.J. is healthy, uh, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, this is uh, – this is an offense to be reckoned with. I mean, they've been they've been trying to grapple with the law. I mean, AJ hasn't he basically hasn't played the last twenty four games because of injury. So, what offense you know would be able to put it together without an AJ Green? So they feel like uh, getting uh, getting Green back with Mixon. I think I uh, Green and Mixon have been on the field five times in their career, and where Joe ran it twenty times, they're five and zero. Oh. So wow. obviously, so obviously the uh, Burrow has got a lot, a lot to work with, more than people think. Week three, September twenty seventh at Lincoln Financial Field, a great matchup to watch will be the Eagles' defensive line, which they've improved greatly with Javon Hargrave against the Bengals up front. How is Cincinnati's offensive line shaping up? I tell you what, that's going to be uh, uh, that is just uh, the exclamation point on what is going to be a brutal first month for the offensive line. Open with San Diego, then go to Cleveland than sitting there with uh, that great Eagles front. And um, let's face it, that's, it's, it's a work in progress. You know, uh, They went through five left tackles last year. None of them, the guy they drafted in the first round last year, Jonah Williams, rookie, the first offensive lineman taken, missed the entire season with a shoulder injury. So everything begins with him at uh, left tackle. Uh, they're fairly well, you know, they went out, they helped themselves. They got Suafilo. Uh, in uh, in free agency, who's going to be the right guard? Uh, Bobby Hart, they believe, has played winning football at right tackle. The left guard is Michael Jordan is going to be a second year player who they feel like is a guy on the come. And Williams has to put it together for him at left tackle. So clearly, uh, and that they get a lot. They get they you know, Jordan is going to have his work cut out for him in those first three weeks with uh, you know Bozer and Miles Garrett, and then the uh, coming in the coming in the Lincoln. So. Um, no question. That that will be the matchup of the game, Dave. Uh, it will be that Eagles front versus uh, that uh, Bengals offensive line that they hope is going to be a lot better than it has been the last couple of years. I know that we're just kind of guessing because we haven't seen anything on the field in the spring, but what can you tell me about the Bengals on defense, Jeff? They're different. That's all I can tell you. They, they have a potential that first third down uh, on the September 13th, they could potentially have seven new players. Uh, they went and they signed five signed the five defensive uh, five defensive starters in free agency who are going to be out there for sure on third down and then in the and then in the draft uh they grabbed a linebacker logan wilson who's going to be a, a player for them they got dj reader in uh, free agency he's one of the best young nose tackles in a game uh, 
The new uh, the middle linebacker is from the Ravens, uh, Josh Bynes, a, a Ravens defense that finished fifth in the league against the run. And they got two, uh, you know, uh, three three uh, solid, uh, experienced defensive players in the secondary with uh, Trey Waynes and, Mc- and Mackenzie Alexander in the corner and the slot, respectively, and a new safety in Vaughn Bell. So they're remade. I, uh, that's, that's for sure. Uh, this will be a different defense, and it has to be a different defense because the last three years – no one's given up. Uh, no one has taken more snaps, and no one's and no one's given up more rushing yards in this defense the last three years. They certainly spent a lot of money to improve that. Jeff, how did Zach Taylor, the brother of Press Taylor, from the Eagles coaching staff, how did how did Zach handle his first year as head coach? Thought he came out. I mean, I thought he handled it as well as he could. I mean, he, uh, you know, uh, right away he doesn't have AJ Green. He gets uh, AJ Green gets hurt in the first forty-five minutes of. Uh, of training camp, doesn't have his best player, uh, doesn't have his first draft pick, Jonah Williams. Uh, didn't, you know, uh, he got hurt in late May. So, uh, he, he just didn't have, uh, you know, he, he just, he just didn't have people. They had, they ran a, a terrible, uh, gamut of injuries. It was green. John Ross missed, uh, the other starting wide receiver missed eight games out of the gate. Um, you know, it was tough. I, th- I thought he, uh, you know, he kept the team together. I, I must say, uh, he, he kept the team playing hard. That's hard to do when you're, when you're 0 and 10 and you're 1 and 14. These guys were playing, uh, you know, these guys were going balls out. I would say you get that game, uh, that game in Miami, uh, in week 16, the overtime game and, and they lost it. It's the game that ended up giving them burrow, but only team in history to score, I think 16 points in the final thir- 29 seconds to tie or win a game. You know, that, you know, there's some coaching going on there. So I think, uh, you know, Zach, Zach just needs some weapons. Should be interesting, Jeff. Uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that we see you in Philadelphia September 27th. Sounds great. It will always be tough in Lincoln. Yeah, man. We hope so. Hey, Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com. Thanks so much. Thanks, David. That will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. If you have a moment to give us a review, please do so. We've included a link in the details section of the bio here in your podcast library. So we appreciate all of your feedback. Thank you very much for being part of this once again. Thanks to Ray Doyle and Peter Kelly for putting it all together. And thanks to you for joining us each and every episode as we move into the 4th of July week. It's vacation time for the Philadelphia Eagles. But we're back next week, and it's going to be a good one. I ask five reporters covering the Eagles, what's your biggest concern as you look ahead to this 2020 season? Make sure you're with us next week to hear their responses. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks again, everybody. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L!